Welcome to Insightful Principles. This channel was designed to give you financial content in the areas of business, finance, and investing, while bringing entrepreneurial stories to the forefront in a transparent dialogue. Sit back and learn on how you can develop your financial wisdom and create a blueprint for financial freedom. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a new year. Thank you so much for this journey uh, with Insightful Principles, uh, both within last year, 2020, and then also for everyone that's been supporting and watching uh, throughout this year. Um, I'm so grateful you all are listening or even watching this content at the moment. And just want to let you all know uh, that I have a lot in store for Insightful Principles and many great guests that I plan to bring on the show throughout the year. And uh, you are now tuned in to episode 32. And within this episode, I really want to go into details of the stimulus package that was recently passed by the government in the end of December of 2020 and really give you all insight on some of the implications that are involved with the stimulus package. And it's definitely going to have a different effect on everyone uh, moving into this year of 2021. And I want to make sure I break all of that information down to you all. So, you know, before I get started, I did want to say I hope you all, you know, have been, been safe and healthy this year so far. And also hope that you all are specifically focused on the vision that you have set out for your life. And hopefully, you know, this channel can give you all different insight that can allow you to be able to develop a blueprint for financial freedom for yourself. So as most of you and some of you uh, may know, uh, the government has now responded with a second stimulus bill in response to COVID-19. Uh, the first one was initiated back in March of 2020. And now in 2021, uh, they have a new stimulus bill relief package um, that is really made to help stab stabilize the economy. And it's uh, an extension for a lot of the different programs that were involved, you know, with the previous stimulus package. So what I'm going to discuss in today's episode, this is strictly part one. Um, the stimulus package is so robust. Uh, I want to do a, a part two as well on Thursday, this Thursday. And I'm going to break down more of the concepts in the stimulus package. But within this episode, we're going to go over the direct payments that's involved uh, with the stimulus package. We're also going to go over unemployment benefits as well as the aid that has been funded for small businesses that's being given for those small business owners and then also schools. So let's go ahead and get started. So the first aspect of the stimulus package is, of course, direct payments. And if you see the board behind me, I do have a lot of this information up here on the board. It may be hard to see, but I'm going to explain it all. So uh, don't worry at all. So with the stimulus package, with the direct payments that are now being implemented as uh, back last year in March, the first round of payments were $1,200 for adults and dependents. Uh, this time around, it's about half. It's, it's $600 that are going to be sent out to adults and dependents, uh, whether it's direct deposit, whichever way you set up your taxes um, during 2019, uh, that's how the funds will be dispersed. Uh, if you had it where a check was sent out to you, then you will receive that check within the mail. Now, this applies to adults making 
up to $75,000 a year. Uh, that's how you will be eligible to receive the $600 for the direct payments. And this is based on the 2019, your 2019 earnings. Now, it's actually $1,200 for households that are earning up to $112,500 and married couples that earn $150,000 a year. So keep that in mind with the eligibility for the direct deposits. Uh, your your uh, How much you make dictates the amount of payments that will be sent out to you. Now, the total cost for the direct payments for the stimulus bill came out around 166 billion. So it's it's a hefty tab on the government side, but it definitely is, you know, well needed for a lot of Americans out there that are really struggling. You know, it's it's been tough still even though we're in the new year. Uh there's still a lot of adverse circumstances for for us all and uh it is good to see that, you know, some funds are going to be sent out for those in the economy that are really going to need it. Now, for those out there that are already working, I would definitely say really strategically look at with that stimulus check that you get, um, look at some smart ways of how you can invest it. You know, whether, you know, it's into the stock market, you know, looking at wanting to buy something that can genuinely, genuinely create you passive income, you know, such as purchasing a vending machine or, you know, looking at ways of how you can invest in being able to develop content for other people. You know, there's so many creative ways of what you can do with your stimulus check. And I will just say, don't blow it, you know, be smart, you know, always look at ways, whether it's even you taking some of it to cover your debt. Um, I would say, look at how you can flip your stimulus check and be able to make more income for yourself is what I want you to think about. So the next aspect of the stimulus package is the extension of unemployment benefits. Uh, this one is, is very big. I, I know there were many people in 2020 that was collecting, you know, unemployment throughout the whole entire year. And there's still many Americans out there that are unemployed. So what the government has initiated with the extension is you're pretty much going to receive an extra $300 a week to increase your job benefits. So whatever you're making, whatever you're getting from unemployment now is an extra 300 increase with your jobless benefits. Uh, the stipend will only last until March 14th. Uh, now I did read something online. It said it is possible that they're going to extend it out for up to 50 weeks and usually unemployment benefits, they last uh, 27 weeks. So keep that in mind, even though the deadline is March 14th, uh, they do seem like they will be going much longer. Um, now, this is designated for workers that have exhausted their current state aid and are self-employed and other workers that don't qualify for unemployment. And another thing to keep in mind is that, you know, legislation is also extending the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, which is a program designated for freelancers and contractors for the same period providing an additional $100 per week. So if you're Ubering and lifting, uh, if you're a contractor and you're self-employed, it's an additional $100 that you will receive with the unemployment. Now, the total cost for these benefits, it came out to about $120 billion. So it definitely is a lot of money that was put into the stimulus package, specifically with the unemployment benefits and also with the direct payments. Now, Another factor that's the most important key uh, that to me 
for the stimulus package is the assistance for small businesses. Uh, the total cost for the government is initiating uh, these funds for small businesses was $325 billion. So that actually was the most so out of all of the areas that they provided funding for. Uh, this was the most they put the most attention to with their, their time and their money. And it includes $284 billion of the first and second for forgivable PPP loans. Now, PPP is the Paycheck Protection Program. And pretty much what that is, is it's designed for providing loans for businesses that need help with paying payroll and other costs that will pretty much help their business to stay um, up to flow and stay stabilized to being able to not only take care of the needs within their business, but also to pay their workers so they can be able to take care of their bills. So to be eligible for round three of the PPP loan, uh, your business must have 300 or fewer employees. And then also you must demonstrate an experience loss of at least 25% of gross receipts of any quarter and your 2019 earnings compared to 2020. So let's say, for example, in the third quarter of 2019, your business brought in $60,000. You would take those receipts and then let's say in 2020 in the third quarter, your business only made a gross of $20,000. What you're going to do is you're going to divide the $20,000 by the $60,000 and that brings you to a 33% decrease in your sales revenue and you would be eligible for being able to take out a PPP loan because it's greater than 25% or higher. So it's a great program and it's allowing a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners to receive funding, especially if their business has been struggling through the pandemic. So if you are one of those businesses out there, definitely take advantage of this program. Uh, it, it won't be around for long as far as the applications. Uh, the deadline is actually March 31st of 2021. And then pretty much, that's when the application deadline will be uh, be over. And then and also when your funds are depleted, that's when you're able to go ahead and submit that documentation stating that you used it for business expenses and that loan is forgiven. So that's the one key component of this whole entire PPP loan is that it's forgivable. And when it's forgivable, it acts as a grant. So as long as you use those funds to go towards expenses, uh, such as rent, mortgage, interest, utilities, uh, inventory, any of those areas, uh, you will be able to have those loans forgiven and you won't have to pay them back, which is a great incentive. Now, the maximum loans that will be given from the government is $2 million uh, for uh, borrowers, for first-time borrowers, and then loans up to $2 million for borrowers for it being their second time around with withdrawing money. So your approval of the amount that you get for your business definitely can change, but that's the total amount of capital that they're providing uh, for borrowers, small business owners that need these funds, entrepreneurs that need these funds to help keep their business afloat. Now, when it comes to the qualified expenses, uh, there are some other expenses included on SBA.gov. Uh, that they've stated that is eligible to show for the PPP loan to have it forgiven. And some of those are like business software, uh, product or service delivery, 
uh, covered property damage costs uh, such as, you know, vandalism, if there was any protesting around your business, and let's just say your business was affected by any damage, uh, listed supplier, supplier costs, including payments to a supplier of goods that are needed for your operation. And then lastly, cover worker operation, uh, cover worker protection expenses, which is pretty much it includes operating or capital expenditures. And this is required to comply with the procedures of the CDC. So those are those acceptable expenses that you will see. And once it's, once it's forgiven, the expenses paid with the proceeds of your loan will also be tax deductible. So it acts as a tax deduction. You're essentially writing those off and you're able to get them forgiven. So, and that's the great thing about being a business owner and an entrepreneur is just being able to have tax deductions and also getting tax write-offs. You know, I think a lot of people underestimate the ability of being able to tax write off, you know, pretty much anything, whether it's your cell phone bill, you're using that to be able to uh, take care of business, to handle business, travel. If you're on business travel, um, use anything like your laptop and you're uh, being able to prospect and send emails. All of this stuff that is required for to keep your business afloat is can be tax write off. So that's the great thing, you know, to keep in mind. Now, the government is also giving $20 billion to small businesses and nonprofits through the Economic Injury Desire Loan Advance Program. Uh, now, this is the EIDL program, and it's providing $1,000 per employee up to a maximum of $10,000. Now, this program is also designed to provide economic relief to businesses that are currently experiencing a loss due to COVID-19 with their revenue. And this advance is also forgivable as long as you show expenses were used for the business. Now, the interest for small businesses with this loan advance program is at a fixed rate of 3.75%. And for nonprofits, it's 2.75%. And this is at a fixed rate. And it's, uh, from what I read on SBA.gov, it's a 30-year uh, term for the loan, but keep in mind that this loan is also forgivable as long as you use those amounts to cover your expenses. Now, the last aspect of the stimulus package is funding that went towards schools, uh, universities, high schools, elementary schools, K through 12, uh, have definitely been affected by the pandemic, especially with having to make that transition to distant learning for remote learning, uh, being able to use more technology to be able to facilitate their curriculums to be able to educate the students through multiple platforms such as zoom microsoft teams and this this bill is actually providing 82 billion dollars for public and private k-12 schools as well as colleges as well and uh 54.3 billion is actually going to public schools 22.7 billion will go to public and private higher education and 1.7 billion will be set aside for HBCUs as well. So it really just goes to show there there are pumping a lot of money for uh many universities and public and private schools which really need it right now including K through 12 and also the 1.7 billion is going to be given to tribal and Hispanic serving colleges and universities. So I thought that was very unique that they decided to put a portion of the money 
to HBCUs and other uh, minority groups that, you know, are uh, included within these universities. And I believe it definitely needs to be a lot more. Um, but I, I do uh, think that it is a step in the right di direction as far as them actually putting some money towards those programs. And then also the National Technical Institute for the Deaf, they're receiving $11 million. Uh, Howard University, they'll be receiving $20 million and many other universities as well. So, you know, all of this is to really help school budgets um, that have been crippled by the pandemic. And also it has left some students with financial difficulties with receiving aid. So some of these funds will help the transition of remote learning, but also assisting with the falling revenues among many universities. Now with the school assistance, uh, the government is also providing Pell Grants with the stimulus package. Now, it's going to help more than 1.5 million students uh, get the maximum benefit of $6,500. Now, a uh, major adjustment that they made with the stimulus is reducing the FAFSA uh, questions from 108 questions to 36, which is tremendously valuable of them being able to make the process more concise and shorten so those that need aid can be able to receive that aid to be able to further their education now also there is also going to help remove with the biggest barrier which is helping more low-income students pursue higher education and in the lower income areas and and one of the main positives for schools adjusting, you know, to digital technology and losses from distant learning, uh, is Congress also approved seven billion dollars for expanding broadband access nationwide to low-income families. So states they're going to be able to access these funds until December thirty-first of two thousand twenty-one. So you know, all of this shows you that you know the government is really providing uh, some various different programs that will be available for you know just entrepreneurs small businesses uh also with the schools they're providing a lot of money to help uh keep kids uh especially in low-income areas uh, the ability to be able to have access to aid to be able to develop their mind and be able to get back into school or to continue in school and then also with the extension of the unemployment benefits i believe that's going to be very big because you know a lot of people uh, still need money, you know, that aren't working at the moment. And, you know, lastly, you know, with the direct payments, uh, those definitely do help. And, you know, I would always say any extra money that you do find with the stimulus bill, use it wisely, use it strategically and use it as a way to be able to grow your investments for futures to come. So that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. I thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, if you could please like, subscribe, and share this video, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, continue to leave uh, a, a rate of this podcast and uh, being able to also be able to just share this message of financial literacy amongst your family and friends. And just continue to sub subscribe and be able to uh, give any feedback. So thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Insightful Principles and take care.